Well, hello and welcome back, everybody, to another great, fun, fine, groovy edition of When Sports Collide. Little football, little wrestling mixed into one, baby. I'm your host with the most, baby. The number one voice in the podcast land, the number one sports show round, baby. When sports collide, like I said, and I'm your host with the most, Stephen Booth, baby. We got a lot of stuff to cover. Been a juicy week here uh, for college football and for wrestling. Everything building up to some matches on Saturday for both companies. So it's going to be a good show. I got a lot of fun. Fun stuff packed in there. So without, well, before I get started... Just want to say thanks to everybody who listens. Thank you very much. Keep listening, man. Just keep listening. You're doing good. I love it. You guys are great. But let's get on with the show, man. Got a lot to cover. So let's get on with some college football first. All right, guys. We're going to go into some college football. Because in a matter of, I would say, a couple days... The Pac-12 is no longer after this year. Let's dive down into it and get this mother lover going, baby. All right. First off, we all knew that uh, uh, for a while now that, uh, God dang it, USC and uh, UCLA were going to move to the Big Ten. And, of course, everything was fine and dandy, you know, nothing. Nobody else was really moving anywhere. Then, in a course of days, the big the Pac-12 went from losing two teams to losing about five or six teams. Let me all break it down for you. After USC and uh, UCLA said, yeah, we're going to the Big Ten. Then, um, who was it? Uh, Ohio State started uh, flirting with the idea about Oregon. But before all that, we had Colorado talking to the Big 12. So after this is going to be the Colorado's last year in the the Pac-12, they're going to move back to the Big 12 where they was. And then after that came down the turnpike, then you start, like I said, you had Ohio State flirting with the idea about Oregon coming into the Big, Big, uh, Big 10. Well, excuse me. Well, that all did come to pass. Um, Oregon and Washington are going to pack, going to the Pac-10. So that's four teams. Pac-10 to the Big Ten. That's four teams that the Big Ten has taken from the Pac-12. And if you think uh, that was bad, then you had Arizona, Arizona State, and Utah talking to the Big 12. So this is their last year in the Pac-12 this year. Yeah, pretty interesting. So in the course of a couple days, the Pac-12 is down to four teams. Stanford, Oregon State, Washington State, and freaking who else? Cal. And they're acting like the four remaining teams might join up with the uh, Mountain West Conference. You know, and I think they're saying Stanford might try to work some 
Boston with Notre Dame because they're in the independence. So I don't know yet. We're going to see what's going to go on with these last four remaining teams. But in the past week, the Big 12 has added four new teams. Buffalo, uh, Arizona State, Arizona, and Utah. So big the Big Twelve is gonna have a lot more a uh, lot more teams in twelve because <laughs> they just this year they got US USF coming in, uh, BYU, Houston and Cincinnati, and then they're gonna add these four more teams. So it's gonna be a pretty interesting uh, year. Not so much this year because after this year. Texas and Oklahoma, of course, going to the SEC. After this year, you got all them teams that I just talked about leaving the Pac-12, going to the Big Ten and the Big 12. So after this year, it's going to be pretty pretty interesting watching these new teams in these new alignments. And don't get me wrong, I am ready for this college football year to start, but I'm kind of excited for next year, seeing all these realignments and how... It's going to all play out. And now there's teams like Florida State wanting to get out, of the, get out of the ACC. It might be the next one to fall, they say. But the only problem with that is they're tied in with their TV stuff till I think, 2030, 2030 or sometime after that. So these schools are trying to get their high-priced lawyers in there and see if there's a way to get out of that stuff. Yeah, it's pretty crazy out there right now. <coughs> but... Yeah, don't know what's going to happen there, you know, and it's kind of sad this was going to happen. There was going to be some conferences fold and fall, but I didn't think the Pac-12 would because it's been around for so long. And that kind of sucks with the tradition and the pageantry of college football. But, you know, everyone says Texas and Oklahoma started this with realignment. Uh, No, they didn't. If you go back to the conference that, Oklahoma used to be in, Nebraska, Missouri, all them guys, and then you had the Southwest Conference. Well, for years, these two conferences, I guess, were kind of going downhill. Well, they both folded in the early 90s, I believe. And then the Big 12 came. What was left of the Southwest Conference and that other conference got together and made the Big 12. And then the next realignment happened. When A&M, Missouri, Colorado, and Nebraska got mad because of Texas having their uh, own ESPN channel. And they thought they should get some of the money, too. And Texas was like, no, it's all our money. Well, they got pissed about it and went to the uh, SEC. Except for Colorado, they went to the Pac-12. And then... After that, you started seeing uh, more teams going to different places. So it wasn't really Texas and Oklahoma that kicked it off. If you remember, like I said back in the day, when them four teams left the Big 12. so. But it's going to be amazing, going to be pretty good. But it's kind of like the analysts are saying. It's probably going to end up being two power conferences, the SEC and the Big 10. And the Big 12 will be just like... It won't be a big-time power conference because it don't have all the big-time schools in it. I mean, it's going to have Tech, Baylor, 
TCU still, you know, but it's not going to have the uh, big old power that it used to with some of the bigger colleges they had in it. But with that conference, it gives the smaller colleges a chance to get into the uh, playoffs. So, like I said, I'm just anxious, ready to see how I'm ready for this season. And I'm damn ready for next season already. But we're going to get since, uh, like I said, it's just the Pac-12 has been along for so long. It's got so much tradition. It's gone now. So, I mean, it's it's crazy right now. And it's all about money, 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 money. But we're going to finish up going over, going over the conferences on college and telling you who I think, I'm, who I think is going to take it this year. Let's start out with the Pac-12 conference. You got Arizona State, Arizona, Calif- uh, Cal, Colorado, Oregon, Oregon State, and Stanford, UCLA, USC, Utah, Washington, and Washington State. Last year, Utah State won it, but I think USC was some of the adjustments they've made on defense and getting some players in on defense. I think they're going to win it this year because, you know, their defense is getting better, but that's always been an Achilles heel of uh, Lincoln Riley. His defense is not up to par sometimes. But I think they're going to win it this year. UCLA is going to come in in a close second because old Chip's got the UCLA turning around. Uh, And I think uh, Utah State's going to end up third. Now let's get on with the Southeast Conference. In the East, we have Florida. Okay. Anyways, you got Florida, Georgia, Kentucky, Missouri, South Carolina, Tennessee, and Vanderbilt in the East. Last year, Georgia won it. This year, I'm going to go out on a limb. I'm going to say the Volunteers are going to win the East. And Georgia's going to be a second, and Florida's going to be a third. Then in the West, you have Alabama, Arkansas, Auburn, LSU, Mississippi, Ole Miss, and Texas A&M. I think Alabama's going to win the West. LSU's going to be a close second, but you never know. LSU just might get to get it this year. So, I got them in a close second, Mississippi State Bulldogs in third. But overall, I think in the Southeast Conference Championship this year, it's going to be Alabama and probably uh, Tennessee. And I think Tennessee is going to win it. Now, I'm not going to say they're winning a national championship, but I think they got a good chance of winning the uh, Southeast Conference Championship this year. Alabama, they're they're – they're going to do good. They're just probably going to do as good as they normally do. But don't ever count Alabama out. All right. Here's our last conference. Appalachian State. Coastal Carolina. Georgia Southern. Georgia State. James Madison. Marshall. Old Dominion. Arkansas State, Louisiana, South uh, Alabama, Southern Miss, 
Texas State and the Tro the Troy Trojans and the UL Monroe Warhawks. I think Appalachian State's going to win that conference this year. So, well, well, that covers college. And like I said, there's a lot of stuff to go after college today, man. It was a lot of uh, this and that and this and that, if you know what I mean. I'm going to go. I ain't going to really cover much on the NFL. They just started preseason. And I ain't going to cover preseason because them games don't matter. So I really won't cover it. But they had their first game Thursday. I think Cleveland won it. But this Sunday, this uh, Saturday, they had the uh, Hall of Fame ceremony. And it was pretty cool. Oh, Zach Thomas was up there. Uh, DeMar, uh, uh, Marcus. Um, who else did I see? There was a familiar face getting inducted. But that just seemed like a good ceremony. I didn't get to watch it. I missed it. But old Zach Thomas, man, one of the best linebackers to come out of the state of Texas. But, yeah, that's about it for the NFL. Isn't a whole lot going on there. All right. You know what's next? Well, wrestling time now, everybody. It's been a busy week in wrestling. Everybody's getting wound up and ready for the Summer Slam. Getting ready for a some weekend matches. Let's get on with it. All right, Monday was Monday Night Raw on 7-31-2023. Started out with uh, Lungwig. Sorry if I'm screwing this fucking name up. But uh, Matt Riddle faced uh, Kreiser Monday night for the first match. And Matt Riddle lost. Then you had Maximum Dupree went up against Valhalla, Valhalla, and Maximum Dupree won. Then in the next match, we had Sinsuke against uh, Champo, and Champo won that one. And then we had a five-minute challenge match with Gunther versus Chad Gable, and Gunther won that one. We had Becky Lynch going up against Trish, but that was a uh, Becky Lynch one because I can't remember who came in and started beating the crap out of Becky. Then in the last match, we had Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn going up against Judgment Day, and Seth Rollins and Sami Zayn won. Now, I'm not going to say a whole lot about Judgment Day right now. I'll wait to the end, but I think there might be some uh, arguing and fighting amongst the group. But that was a good match. That was a pretty good Monday Night Raw, but I can't sit there and watch that whole three hours of Monday Night Raw. I'll watch the highlights on YouTube because that's that's very hard to get tuned in and stay focused for three hours on that show because it's up and down. It's too much this, too much that, but hey, they're getting good ratings. But Anyways, it was a pretty good show. I liked it. Wasn't bad at all. Let's move on to WWE NXT. It was uh, Tuesday, the first two thousand twenty of uh, August first of two thousand twenty-three. First match we had uh, Laura Laura Valkyra versus uh, J.C. Jane and Valkyra won. Then we had Dijak 
versus Eddie uh, Thorpe and Dijak won. Oh, I know I'm probably effing these names up bad. But. Then we had Electra Lopez and Lula Vice going up against Ulyssa Leon and Valentina Fieros. And Electra, won, Electra and Lula won that one. Pretty, pretty decent match. Then we had Media 4. Media 4 going up against Carmella Hayes. And Wesley and Media 4 won. Then we had Baron Corbin going up against Andrea Chase. And Borden, or Boren uh, Gorbin won. I don't know why they got him on NXT. He used to be on the main roster. You know, but I kind of liked his uh, character he did after he lost the King in the Ring and he wasn't King in the Ring anymore and he was a poor man. I kind of liked that. That was a pretty pretty funny stuff, pretty good stuff. But then we had uh next match, Santo Escobar they in the family going up against uh, Gallus, and Escobar and the family won that one. And that was the last match for NXT. Pretty decent show. Pretty good. Cannot complain. Now, that one, I don't watch the highlights. I'll really watch the whole show because it's only, what, an hour? So, then on Wednesday night, AEW had their Dynamite show. It was their 200th episode. These guys have been around for four years. It don't seem like it. It seems like yesterday they just started this company. But, you know, for four years... The, I mean, with some of the up and down stuff, they've been doing a pretty decent job. I mean, not everything's the best, but they do put some good stuff out there. But Chris Jericho and Kensha Takashita started out uh, Dynamite facing uh, Daniel Garcia and Sammy Guevara. And Chris Jericho and his buddy won that one. Then in the next match, we had an Anything Goes match with Trent. Versus uh, John Moxley and Penta. And Trent won that one. And then we had Kenny Omega and the Young, young Bucks going to, up against Jeff Jarrett, Jay Lethal, and uh, Santanum. And Omega, Kenny Omega and the Young Bucks won that one. And the last match of the night <coughs> was the Ring of Honor Tag Team Championship match. Usa. Asa Open against Eli Hojo del Viking and also won. So she's the new champ. or the new, They're the new tag team champs. Was a pretty decent show. Wasn't bad for their 200th show. Pretty good, pretty good. And that one I'll watch all the way through too. I don't watch the highlights because it's two hours. Sometimes I skip through the stuff like the commercials and all that. So, But next one we're going to go over is AEW Rampage. And it was, uh, it was on air on 8-4 of 2023. Okay, we had the Hardys on the first match with Keith Lee going up against the Butcher and Kip Saban. And the Hardy Boys and Keith Lee won that one. Then we have had Swerve Strickland and A.R. Fox going up against uh, Logan Cruz and Perez. And Swerve Strickland and A.R. Fox won that one. The last match was Anna Jay defeated Sk 
Sky Blue in the last match, which was all right. Wasn't nothing to write home about, but it was I. I. You know what I mean? It was I. Ah. Okay, now we're going to go to SmackDown on WW, or WWE SmackDown Friday night. And it was uh, 8-4-2023 when it aired. First match was L.A. Knight. He defeated Sheamus. That was a pretty good match. And it's L.A. Knight guy. I followed him when he was with the NWA with uh, Eli Drake. So I, I like this guy. He's pretty good. He's getting good pops. He's getting a... I mean, he's over. I mean, he's doing a good job over there at WWE. Next match was the OC and Machine Gun Carl Anderson, or the OC, and they fought the Brawling Brutes, and I didn't, oh, it was a no, con yeah, it was a no contest because there was some outside interference, so nobody won that one. Then we had Zelina Vega, who went up against uh, Sky, and she defeated uh, Sky. That was a decent match. Then we had Jey Uso going up against Solo, and Jey Uso beat him in the last match of the night before their uh, big pay per view on Sun on Saturday. You know, I will say this. I kind of like them doing their pay-per-views on Saturday night now. Because now if they roll over too late on Sunday, I mean, on Saturday, I ain't got to worry about, you know, work tomorrow because it's going to be Sunday. So I kind of like them doing the pay-per-views there. But we're going to start out with AEW Collision. It was Friday when it aired, 8-5 of 2023. And in the first match was the AEW tag team match. FTR going up against Big Bill and Brian Cage. And FTR won that one. And then FTR challenged the Young Bucks for AEW All-In after the match. Then we had the AEW TBS Championship, Chris Statlander going up against uh, Mercedes Martinez. I like Statlander. I really like her. She's good. And she won the match, uh, so she is still the champion. And then we had the AEW Trios Championship match. It was the House of Black going up against Lee Johnson, Dara, or Lee Johnson, Martin, and Action Andrade. And they got defeated by the House of Black. Then we had the real world, the real AEW World Championship. If you don't know what that means is CM Punk was the champ. Remember the last uh, one pay-per-view he won the uh, match? Can't remember who the fuck he faced now. But anyways, he won that match.
But then he did all that shit in the press conference and got suspended and all that. But he was hurt anyway. Well, he's back now, and he has the original. So he's claiming he's the original champion. Not uh, seeing not. Oh, God, it just went brain dead. Uh, MJF. But it was CM Punk going up against Ricky Starks, and CM Punk defeated Ricky Starks, which I thought was a good match, and Ricky Starks looked pretty good. I like I like Ricky Starks. He's another cat I followed over from, uh, from uh, NWA. Then after the match, Starks throws a titty fit and attacked and whipped the steamboat with his own belt after the match. So, yeah, he was pretty upset about that. I didn't watch Collision, didn't see the highlights on it, so I can't comment really uh, on the match. But I heard it was pretty decent, heard it was uh, all right. And like I said, I like Ricky Starks. He's a pretty good guy. Then Saturday night, baby, was SummerSlam. Last freaking night, man. I really liked the show. I thought it was pretty good. Started out with Logan Paul and Ricochet. And Logan Paul won, but he cheated because some guy in the audience walked up. I think it was one of his cronies from his podcast show. Puts brass knuckles on his uh, on his uh, hand and bam, knocked out Ricochet and won. Which, here's what I don't understand. Logan Paul, I call, I, he's not a bad wrestler at all. I'm not saying that. But he's not a guy that's there all the time. You know, so why put him over unless he's going to kind of start coming in more? Then I can see why he uh, won last night to keep the story going. But he won, and I'll say that dude's athletic as hell. He's an athletic dude, man. I mean, he surprised me. But he beat Ricochet. But that was a good athletic athletic match on both uh, people. Then we had Cody Rhodes versus Brock Lesnar. That was a damn good match. Cody Rhodes wouldn't fucking give up. Kept coming back. Finally won. And at the end of the match, you thought Brock Lesnar might go over there to say, hey, shake my hand and beat the fuck out of Cody. But he didn't. He actually stared him in the fucking face, shook his hand, hugged him, and said, yeah. So, I guess they're okay now. Then we had the Battle Royal. And the Battle Royal was L.A. Knight, Sheamus, <coughs> Shinsuke, Bronson Reed, Austin Theory, Santos Escobar, Karrion Cross, Grayson Waller, Matt Riddle, A.J. Styles, the Miz, Luke Gallows, Carrie Anderson, Butch, Rich Ridge Holland, and Champo, Otis, Chad Gable, Ivira, uh, Eric, and Apollo, and Carmen Grimes, and J.D. McDowell. And that was a pretty be- pretty decent battle royal. And, of course, L.A. Knight won that one. Yeah. I like that guy. He's good. He's a very, very good. I like him. I like him. But he won the battle royal. Where am I at? Then we had the next match was the... 
Women's uh, w- the WWE Women's Championship match. Asuka, Bianca Belair, and Charlotte Flair. That was a good match. Charlotte Flair took a fucking... Golly, she had Asuka in the... Uh, God, I am fucking brain dead today. I can't think of nothing. I'm having brain farts left and right. Had her in the figure four. And I was arching it, you know, to apply more pressure. Bianca Belair comes in because she's outside. She fucked up her knee, so she was outside kind of trying to get it going again. Comes back in there. Does a flip. Lands on fucking uh, Flair. She kicks out a, at two. Well, then it goes on, goes on, and uh, Bianca Belair wins because she does the same thing again, I think, if I remember right, to win the match. Well, then when she's winning it um, from the, uh, God dang it, I can't remember her name either. But the, um, can't remember the girl's name. She came down because she had the money in the bank. It's the girl who won the money in the bank. She came down, beat Bianca Belair, cashed in her money in the bank, and now she's the new woman's champion. She was part of damage control, or still is. <clears throat> Where was I at? Then we had an MMA rules match with uh, Sonya Baylor and Ronda Rousey, and Sonya Baszler won. Then we had... The WWE World Heavyweight Championship match against Seth Rollins and Vin Balor. And Seth Rollins won. And like I said, there's going to be some... I can't wait to see what happens on Monday night with Judgment Day. Because Priest cost his buddy the match. So, yeah, I don't know how this is going to turn out, you know. Because still they're doing the storyline as if, hey... Even if you win the championship, Vin Balor, I'm right here. And I'm going to cash in money in the bank. You never know. So I kind of like how they're doing that. But I can't wait to see what happens with Judgment Day Monday. But the last match of the night was pretty dang good. A lot of suspenseful moments. A lot of uh, keeping you on the edge of your seat. But Roman Reigns came out and wanted it, won it which I figured he would. I don't. I didn't think he was going to drop the belt yet. But the twist they throw on this one and keep the bloodline story going is, you know, they're going solo, of course, interferes, and he gets taken care of. Jey Uso finally gets Roman Reigns, has him for the one, two, three. Then someone in a black hoodie comes up. And pulls Jey Uso off on the two count. Not Jay, but the other. I get them mixed up. I still get them mixed up and can't remember each one's exact name. But anyways, he pulls a little brother out. He's on the ground looking up like why. And when Jay takes his hoodie off and stuff, it's him. And he's just looking and Roman Reigns and Paul's like, what the hell's going on? Well... He super kicks his brother, throws his ass back in the ring, don't say a word to Roman Reigns or Paul, and just walks away. And Roman Reigns has its look on his face like, what the fuck's going on? What just happened? Needless to say, Uso lost because of his brother. So we're going to see how this time, it's a, 
storyline goes down. I mean, they're working it pretty good. So, still it's going to be, but I just, I mean, I, I like the storyline with its bloodline thing, but how long are they going to keep this going? I mean, it's a good story, but I'm just worried if they do it too long, too long, they're going to fucking water it down. But they might not. But all in all, it was a damn good week for Raston. So I love it, I love it, I love it. And can't believe, though, guys, football season's around the corner, and I'm so ready. I'm going to start in another week or two getting my fantasy teams drafted. And when I do, I'll talk to you about that. And, yeah, so I'm glad y'all guys joined me for my Sunday sports show. Now, when football season starts, I'm going to have to start moving it to, and I might have to do it twice, twice a week. So, (coughs) excuse me. We'll see how it goes and go from there, guys. But until then, keep watching Raston. Can't wait for football. And, oh, man, it's all getting good and getting juicy, guys, getting juicy. But you guys be good, be great. Thanks for listening. Thanks for downloading. Tell your friends about me. Tell everybody about me out there in podcast land. But we will see you later. Be good, be real. And if I don't see you before it rains, piss on you. Have a great one. And this has been When Sports Collide, football and wrestling with your host, Stephen Booth, man. But we out of here.